Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this special Menlo Midweek. I'm sorry, all you Jess fans out there. She had to be in a meeting today. So unfortunately for you, it's just me. But fortunately for you, we also have Brett Corton. Yes. Our next-gen ministry director. Hopefully I can fill Jessica's shoes well. I'm excited. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, she's good at this. And good at a lot of other things, too. I agree. I agree. She is awesome. So, Brett, we wanted to have you on today as we're cracking open this Unlikely Witness series. I know that you had a big part in shaping it, and you are anchoring a lot of the teaching. Mm -hmm. So, we wanted to generate some energy, get some hype around this series, and just learn a little bit more why people should commit to listening and being participating in this Unlikely series. Yes, we are. We just kicked off the Unlikely Witness series last week with Cheryl, mm-hmm. and we're excited about this series. Um, reason being, the topic that we're talking about, we're basically talking about evangelism and how do we Ooh. evangelize? Yes, yes, the word, the E word, yeah. evangelism. And a lot of us, when we hear that word, we do kind of like cringe. And I know I do. Like I hear people saying stories of um, like pastors, the, the typical pastor stories, you know, you're sitting on an airplane and somebody asks, what do you do? And it's like, yeah, uh, yes. I haven't had that happen yet, mainly because I fall asleep as soon as I sit on a plane. But um, <laughs> that's the strategy. But it's like people are afraid of evangelizing and, mm-hmm. and not just people in the church, but people outside the church, like when you use the word evangelism, they're like, oh, I'm just somebody who people want to convert. Mm-hmm. And we want to try to flip that narrative a little bit and also talk about why is it important for us as followers of Jesus to share our faith? Um, you know, when you look at Jesus's life and look at his final words and Matthew, his final words were, go and make disciples, teaching them all that I've taught you, the great commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Acts, Jesus's final words, which we looked at this week is go and be my witnesses. And so if Jesus's last words were go out and share about me and witness, yep. it's probably something we should be thinking about. Yep. And it doesn't sound like it was a soft, like, you know, when you feel like it, go do this, but more of no, now go. And uh, that's why we're talking about this because we want to figure out how can we do this as a church? Yeah. And that's kind of piggybacking off something from last series where we, we talked a little bit about this recurring theme of last words are lasting words mm-hmm. and the impact that Jesus and the intentionality behind lasting words. Yes. And so I'm really excited about this. And how did this series land here? Was it centered originally around evangelism or was it more so, hey, we want to try to contextualize what it will mean to share, you know, this this part of ourselves and our faith with those mm-hmm. around us in, in, in like the context of the Bay Area and reaching our neighbors or yeah. there's a lot of ways that this could have been shaped. So I'm kind of curious. Yeah, there's a lot went into kind of where we are now. It didn't start where, where we are now. Okay. Um, like the, the original iteration of it looked a little bit more at just Acts Interesting. and the first church, because ah, I mean, the first okay. church, they are the people who went out and took Jesus's word seriously. And cause yeah. it's like, he says to them, go be my witness. And then in the story of Acts, you see mm-hmm. them actually being the witnesses and looking at different people who are part of that first church and little bits sure. of their stories, what we can learn from them. Uh-huh. Um, and 
I think that would have been great. We kind of shifted it though a little okay. bit more to um, be less of a character study and mm-hmm. to more mm-hmm. of how um, how can we take things. Uh, still looking at some of the characters and some of their writings, but sure. in general, what are some of the reasons why we don't share our faith and how do we help people share their faith and yeah. think about being unlikely witnesses, like the title unlikely witnesses, and Cheryl talked about it a little bit last week, is we are unlikely in that we are imperfect people. We don't have it together. We're not experts or scholars, Mm -hmm. like some people might be, um, but a lot of people aren't. But Jesus doesn't say you have to be the best Christian to share Mm -hmm. your faith. He Mm -hmm. says you just have to kind of trust me and let my spirit speak through you. And so we're unlikely in the sense that any of us can be a witness. And then... um, we also talked, Cheryl talked this past week about we live in an unlikely place, thinking about the Bay Area. Right. The Bay Area is, I think, the most unchurched place in the country. And uh, it's weird when you think about, oh, there's a church right here, because mm-hmm. you don't think about following Jesus when you think about the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has put all of, all of us here for a very specific reason. And mm-hmm. our schools, our work, our neighborhoods, our homes, they're all places where we can share the life and the love and the message of Jesus with the people we interact with. Yeah, that's so good. It, it's funny because it, being on staff, I kind of hear rumblings of what's to come. And mm-hmm. obviously being on the online team, we kind of have to have a heads up as well so we can plan. I didn't originally think about it as generating from an Acts specific thing. I The version that I heard was we're looking at specific characters in the Bible and seeing how they shared their faith or, or learning from them. So it's kind of cool to just see see it take shape. And is it still piggybacking off of Acts specifically or is it yes. more? Okay. Well, the first week for sure. Yes. Um, because the first week it's Jesus's command. You will be my witnesses, Jerusalem, right. Judea, the entire mm-hmm. world. Um, and I just butchered that quote but, or that <laughs> verse, but hey, you know what? Yep. Forgiveness. Um, then this coming week, I'm sharing about the message of the unlikely witness. I do not use Acts. I do look at Paul and look at sure. some of his writings okay. in... Romans and Colossians and then also Jesus and mm-hmm. really I mean this week I kind of use the whole Bible and it <laughs> feels so like a weird thing to say. I don't Bible. I don't quote the whole Bible, but <laughs> I, I look at the whole story of the Bible because I, I'm looking at the message of the unlikely witness and what is the message that Jesus came to bring. And right. I believe that the entire scripture speaks to that mm-hmm. message and brings mm-hmm. us to a place. And so I'm talking a little bit about that. But future weeks, we will still like not necessarily lean lean on Acts. So it's not a book study on Acts. No, it's not a book study on Acts. Right. But a lot of the people we'll be talking about are either people you get to know really well in Acts mm-hmm. or else the letters that they had written elsewhere. Got it. Cool. And so since it's all stemming from this lens of evangelism and learning how to share our faith. That's a very intrapersonal mm-hmm. thing. With this series, like how would you encourage someone who might say, hey, I want to bring my friend to church or I'm thinking about inviting a coworker or a family member. What kind of evangelism are we yeah. going to get? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think Cheryl talked about this last week and how, I mean, again, we've already mentioned it too. Like when you say evangelism, people have baggage with that. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. And you think, well, evangelism, it could be people standing on the, the corner holding signs saying you're going to hell. It could be uh, somebody who, one of my favorite terms is the Jesus juke, who like they're oh. having a conversation with you and then all of a sudden they bring in Jesus in some way. I saw actually it was a... <laughs> 
What was okay. it? It was a TikTok yesterday of yeah. a guy at a DMV, and it was a joke of like a pastor at a DMV. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, and he's as well, yeah. like up there, and he's like, "I was just waiting for this ticket, and you know, I have this ticket because I'm uh, redeeming my ticket so I can get my place in line. You know, what if we could redeem our whole body and our whole soul?" <laughs> Jesus could do that for you. And like, that's also right. another way of like, okay, did that really work? That's a yeah. Jesus juke. Um, and we have these different ideas. And so I think when, if you're thinking about what do I think about my friends, it's my hope is that anybody who comes, whether a follower of Jesus or not, mm -hmm. that the message that they'll hear is that what we are witnessing to is a life that is a full life found in Jesus that hopefully everybody would want to be a part of. Right. Um, like, like this coming week, um, I feel like I'm just giving a preview of what I'm going to be talking about. But Shameless we're talking about plug, again. Come, the, yeah, come listen to me yeah, preach. Come, come, come Sunday. It's going to be good. <laughs> I hope. Um, this is the message of the unlikely witness that I'm going to be looking at how Jesus invites us to be a part of his kingdom, not just when we die. Sometimes we just think evangelism is about punching your ticket to heaven. And it's like, we want to get them to pray the prayer so that they're good mm. for the future. But as we see in Acts 1, Jesus doesn't take his disciples with him to heaven. He sends them out and he says, be my witnesses and like kind of invite people into this life with Jesus right here, right mm -hmm. now. And that's what happens when he gives us his spirit. Like his yeah. spirit begins the restoration redemption process in our lives. And we get to spread that in the world. Like it's, I, that's what I, I guess, what I hope people hear is that a life with Jesus is a life that is full. Mm -hmm. And when we share that, that's what we're inviting them to be a right. part of is to become their, their full selves, not in like they've identified what's true about them, but more that they become their full selves because they realize that the creator of the universe created you in a certain way and he wants you to come alive. I love that. And hopefully throughout this process of getting to know characters in the Bible that either had, you know, interesting stories that mm -hmm. we can pull, you know, lessons from that those that might not necessarily come to church and identify as a Christian or as a believer, they would still see, wow, there's something incredibly powerful and moving about trying to better myself in this way. Mm -hmm. And that's worth sharing. Yeah. And I think that's the heart of the series too, is evangelism shouldn't be a forced thing. It mm -hmm. should be an intrinsic, just, it should just be natural because it's flowing out of the fullness mm -hmm. that we have by being invited into God's presence mm -hmm. and inviting you know, God inviting us into the process of just trying to become a better person, a person more like God. So yeah. that's a really cool thing. And I hope that those that are listening are also getting excited and have some people in mind to bring and invite. Yeah. yeah. How did we land on Unlikely Serious as a title? Uh, as we were, as I saw, you know, the series coming up, were there other iterations of that? Was it like, yeah, I don't, I, you I, know, I can't actually name or <laughs> can't really answer that. Okay. Um, I don't know what all the different titles were. We kind of already had the title when I jumped into thinking about it, but it, I mean, it really just stems from that reality that, like I was saying earlier, is we are all unlikely in the sense that we're not Jesus. Yeah. We're broken people. And, yeah. um, if you look at my life, you look at anybody's life, mm -hmm. it's like, you're going to see faults. But when we witness, we're not witnessing about the fact that we've got it together, but mm -hmm. it's more that we have a God who does and yeah. a God who uh, can bring healing and forgiveness into those broken places mm -hmm. in our life and begin to make us new. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the series and even talking about our faith is that really it's not about us. It's we get to trust 
Jesus to do the work through us, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to work through us. And um, in a lot of ways, it takes the pressure off that. Like I remember when yeah. I was younger, um, and I guess I'll still fall into this from time to time, I think, man, I gotta be the one who says the right thing. Um, because if I say it perfectly, they're gonna like have a life-changing experience. And there'd be times where I felt like, man, I nailed it and nothing happened. But then there are times where I feel like I just fumbled around and I said things that didn't even make any sense when people are like, wow, something really clicked there. And it became so clear that it really has nothing to do with me. It's just Jesus is working and let his spirit work. And so that's, I think, the case for all of us. Yeah, I agree. And I love that that unlikely piece because Again, we kind of, we talked about it a little bit earlier, just contextually, it's an unlikely place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for you, yes, you're talking in the context of, you know, speaking to a group of students or people yeah. um, about, but I mean, God has placed our listeners in places that we can't go. Mm-hmm. We can't go into Facebook or Google, or yeah. we can't go into, you know, other jobs that are around here. And so like, what is your ministry field and what does that look like? And then what does it mean to be a witness to? Yeah. So we talked, we kind of unpacked that unlikely part. Can you unpack a little bit more about what it means to be a witness? And is that something we're going to learn more about in this series? Yeah, we'll learn more about it. Cheryl talked about it this past week Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But really, if you're a witness to something, you're kind of just speaking about what you've seen or what you've experienced. Like uh, one of my friends is a lawyer and they call in witnesses and you call in a witness because they either have seen something that has happened or they have They can speak to something that will help their case. Hmm. And when we are witnesses, really the job is we just share about what Jesus has done for us, what we have seen Jesus do, Mm -hmm. and tell other people about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This past week, Cheryl talked about how she witnessed uh, to, well, witness, so to speak, to my wife and I, because she went to this restaurant, Etienne. That was it. People have been asking, what's the restaurant? It's restaurant called Etienne in Palo Alto. I haven't okay. been there yet because we never make reservations in time and it's always booked. Um, but someday I will. But how when you experience something great, you just want to tell the world about it. Yes. Um, like you do it with TV shows. I do it with TV shows all the time or mm-hmm. movies or any of this. And that's what being a witness is. It's experiencing something and then sharing it with others. And so that's kind of what we'll be talking about. And like this week, like I've said, we're talking about the message the next week, we're talking about the method of the unlikely witness. Mm. We're, we're talking one week about how the Holy Spirit partners with us. Cool. We're talking a little bit one week about hearing different people's stories of how they came to know Jesus yeah. and what Jesus has done in their lives. And we'll also take time to talk about what does this whole mean for our church moving yeah. forward. Great. Well, I'm excited about the series, and I think that we're also going to try to weave in stories as well mm-hmm. from people in our congregation. Yes, uh, so that's something to look forward to. Very yeah, I've, some of the stories that I've heard about, just really cool to hear. And what I love about stories mm-hmm. is everybody's story is different. Yeah. And like for myself, I came to Jesus. Um, I mean, I kind of grew up in the church mm-hmm. and I was somebody who like, if you'd say prayed the prayer, it's a Christian term of like praying the prayer of salvation when I was a really little kid. Mm-hmm. And so like there was a time in my, wasn't really a time in my life when I was like, oh, I was far away from Jesus or had this traumatic story. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, man, because of that, I don't have a good story. But I, like I've learned through the years is that even as I look back at my life, there was still a moment where things sort of clicked for me more and it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. And just because it's not dramatic, it changed my life. Hmm. And as we hear stories from people in the congregation, mm-hmm. um, you, we will hear just 
different ways that maybe their brains work or the different people that God put in their life or different situations and how God uses all of that. And that's what makes the church the church. It's we are a group of unlikely people with unlikely stories, all different stories, but yet God uses us and works through us and reveals himself to us in all those ways. That's so good. Brett, we're going to we're going to land the plane okay. here soon, but I just had a thought as you were as you were te- I mean talking. We we were talking about witnesses mm-hmm. and looking back in your story was there someone during that, I don't know if it was your parents or someone else that was a witness to you and kind of I don't know, formative in you going from maybe just praying the prayer, like you said, out of either obligation or that's just because that's what you felt right, but actually saying, hey, I want to take this seriously. Yeah, I I think I have to start with my parents because they- Want to give them a shout out? Yeah, I'll give my Jim and Karen. They're the best. Hi, Jim and Karen. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, Yeah, I mean, they raised us in a Christian home. And for them, following Jesus wasn't just going to church on Sunday. It was living a life Mm. kind of completely sold out to Jesus. And so I got to see my dad modeling it in his job every day and sharing his faith with, he's a doctor with his patients. And my mom as well would do the same of just modeling it in people she talked to. She'd always be serving everywhere, always involved. So faith was a very key part in my childhood growing up. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why I said I prayed the prayer at a young age was because it was just what we knew, what I did. Mm -hmm. And I think my brother did it the week before. It's like, I want to do the same thing. Um, And (laughs) so, yeah, they played a huge role on my faith, but more so, I shouldn't say more so, um, but along with that. Nice. In high school, um, I was involved with a ministry and I had a young life leader, uh, a guy named Thad, sup Thad, um, who (laughs) walked alongside me and he like, like I said, I had heard all, I knew all about Jesus. I could answer all the church answers, but okay. there was something about seeing somebody outside of my family who was living their life following Jesus and also investing in me and walking yeah. with me. Um, and that made a big impact on my faith. And um, actually is the reason why I'm in student ministry today okay. uh, because of his impact. Uh, I think the funny thing is though, like looking back on it, he probably had no clue in it. Cause I was still like, if we were in life group time, I would give like one word answers or I'd be the kid giving like the perfect Christian answers. Sure. But it's like, Deep down, Jesus was doing a work in my heart okay. and in my life. And then when I went off into college, um, I had a mentor through Athletes in Action, a guy named Scott Motice, who, what up, Scott? I'll say hey to you too, um, <laughs> who walked with me and helped me see kind of, I, I was a swimmer um, and he kind of helped me see how swimming is not part of my life, but it's an extension of my faith and to see what Mm. I was doing every day as an opportunity to witness to others. Um, And so, yeah, so those are three people, I guess four people who really helped shape me. There are a lot of other people, but it was people who kind of saw me, walked alongside of me and just Mm -hmm. modeled Jesus in the way they lived. Yeah, and I love like that through line, that connection of they're walking alongside Mm -hmm. you, they're a part of your life. And I'm hoping, and I'm sure that we will, learn how to do that and be taught how to really come alongside someone and form a relationship, but also witness to them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my hope for this series too, Yeah, is just giving or yeah, it's just getting those, that coaching in what that means to be a witness and an effective witness, if we want to say an effective witness, but more so just like, man, how can I share what's going on in my heart? 
Yeah. That I'm so happy about with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, we hope that it's just a natural part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's why this coming week preview, once again, we're talking about the message because our hope is that the message of Jesus, the gospel, fills you with a joy and a life that you can't help but share with others. So excited. Well, thanks, Brett. Yeah. Looking forward to this weekend. We'll see all of you hopefully on Sunday. And make sure that you check out Cheryl's message if you missed it. Yeah, you got to do it. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you. See ya. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.